Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Bayamara. This is a weekly news show where I discuss contemporary events in the art and history fields. I'm your host and personal curator, Amara Andrew. So this week, if you are watching this right now, you can tell that it is totally different than other weeks. Uh, I have in studio my special, lovely co-host and live-in lover, Jeff Saris. So he's going to be helping me. Uh, this is actually going to be a totally different show. So uh, just get ready for that, I guess. We're trying something a little different to see what happens. So uh we have all that and more coming up on this episode of Biomara. Let's get to it. Oop, well, that went away quickly. So, like I said, this is a very different episode. We're actually going to have, we're not going to be talking about contemporary events in the art and history field per se. We are going to be getting into some philosophical ideologies and debates. Uh, we will be doing some fun history related games and. Uh, We'll just see where this goes. So how are you doing today, Sir Jeffrey? Well, yeah, we just want to have fun with it. Change it up a little bit. And yeah. I thought, I think this is going to be, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be something. It's going to be an experiment for us. Experiment. I'm, he's already starting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, an, an experiment is how I would say it. Experiment. Um, but, and also I'm like Even. gripping this. I'm used to I using know, an why? arm. I'm like, <laughs> I need to hold the microphone. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, if you're just listening to this, you really should watch it because he is doing some wild things already. <laughs> 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 but so, yeah, what do you say? How am I feeling? Yeah, how are you doing? Oh, yeah. So last week on Biomara, I was dying of illness. I feel so much better right now. I'm still very tired. So it's been it's been a little difficult to get back into the rhythm of things, which is also why we're trying something a little bit different, just because mentally I can't seem to focus on stuff right now. So uh, that's why we're just, we're just going to try to make this like a fun sort of thing. We'll probably be back to, we'll probably oscillate between these two types of episodes where I have like the heavy hitting news things when my brain is finally back. But right now it's been a little bit of a struggle. So anyway, how are you doing? Well, yeah, I'm doing, uh, a lot better than I was. So Good. you know this, but I couldn't get my, uh, my brains going either, yes. which was a challenge. And sorry, I'm I'm so used to running the audio that I'm just like, look, is everything okay down there? <laughs> <laughs> is everything okay, Greggy? <laughs> is that okay, Greggy? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I started reading some entrepreneurial books that I'm always usually reading, but when I'm not feeling well, I am not reading much, and I needed to get my brain sort of uh, clicking in again. What are some of those books? Um. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> so the rice and beans millionaire which i could i don't like highly recommend it was fine um it was more story driven and it was like a sit down and read it for an hour it was something that i was i saw someone tweet about it i was like i'll give it a, a little give it a googe and read it a but <laughs> that sounds disgusting <laughs> but yeah it was it sort of got me back to uh just sort of firing a little bit and then I started reading the million dollar consultant and, and then it just turned off yeah then everything's gone <laughs> I am just a mindless mindless <laughs> I am just a mindless husk of a man but that's why I love him <laughs> but yeah how are you feeling so reading yeah. helped me that's good but you just said you're still not clicking reading and caffeine yeah. I do need to say yes. that was the other thing we have been normally we make coffee <laughs> <laughs> there's the thumbnail <laughs> normally we make coffee in-house uh but lately we've been getting well he's been getting something super extra which 
I would normally make fun of, but it's just very funny to see. Uh, but we've been getting Starbucks cold brew. So I still can't really taste anything. I can smell some stuff now, which is really cool. Uh, but I, I honestly, I can't really smell him anymore. I can't smell anything anymore, <laughs> which is kind of good and kind of really not good. I'd rather be able to smell things. Uh, but anyway, so coffee tastes atrocious to me, which is so sad because that's like one of my favorite things to drink is coffee. I love the flavor of it. And it just like, I don't know, it makes me happy. Uh, so now all my happiness is gone. So <laughs> instead, <laughs> so we've been trying uh, Starbucks cold brew and well, it was his idea. Well, because it, it's a lot more uh, pungent. It's a, it has a pungent. lot more, but you know, so pungent maybe well, isn't the right will not word. Sponsor us now. <laughs> but yeah, just the flavor of it is deliberately very strong. Yes. And I noticed that the nice dark matter coffee that I loved up until the day we left on the trip, and then subsequently got sick, doesn't taste that good at all. It yeah. tastes sort of like it bad sucks. coffee. So Starbucks cold brew has been the move and I've been getting one that is very big. He's getting the largest size, the Trenta. It is hilarious. And I don't normally do that much caffeine, but I've needed it to spark things, which has helped. Does it spark joy? It sparks my brain to function. Ooh, that's joy. But it it really is though, Uh because I've had great conversations and it's not <clears throat> excuse me it is not only because of the caffeine but everything together has like gotten me out of that fog mm-hmm. which i think is important yeah that's good but now, i'm not there yeah you're still working on it and i think part of it too well, and is he was eating. sicker longer than i was yeah and i also hadn't really been eating for a little bit uh i am now but yeah i just i gotta get back to to normal well it's also difficult when things don't have a good taste things taste disgusting like there are very few things that actually taste good. And unfortunately it's all carbs and sugars that taste like I can't taste things, but I can taste like the essence of it. It, it makes literally no fucking sense when I'm trying to explain it to him, but it's like, I don't taste the flavors. Like we had hot dogs the other night and we get like really high quality good ones and it tastes disgusting. It was like sweet and sour. It was so weird. It tastes like everything's like, rotten almost i don't know it's it sucks because i love food well and i think that's the thing is it's the the sour the salty and the sugar the sweet those are the three things that you can get so we're trying to i say we're trying to we need to try to have things that have no essence of sour at all Yes. Because when they do, they do taste Yeah, I tried rotten. kimchi. I tried hot dog. It's like all my favorite. Like I normally, I love sour stuff. Like I like really bitter, tart, like gross things. Like I really like it. Now I don't. So isn't what that does that like- say about me? You like bitter, sour, gross things? <laughs> Where are we going with this exactly? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're saying you have no taste and that I'm also your person. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> gotta love them <laughs> anyway uh so i want to start just get right into this next part so let me let me play my little intro music i also haven't figured out what is going to be the intro music to what so let's get to the next part of this show <laughs> hey
The name of that song is Oregano, which is one of the things that I can taste and smell. <laughs> I was taste, just going to ask, but yeah, that is something you can smell. That's what's weird. You're getting some smell back, but not the taste that corresponds with it. It's very weird. So curry. It sucks. Smell it. Smell it 100%. Can't fucking taste it. Yeah. And I love curry. Oh my God. Anyway, so this next part of the show is going to be called Would You Rather? <laughs> Uh-oh. So in this part of the show, sorry, I'm itching my rib. It's a little itchy. I don't wear shirts anymore, so they're itchy. Uh, this part of the show is called Would You Rather? And in this segment, I am asking my best friend, Jeff, what he would rather do. <laughs> so, aw, a little hug. <laughs> For those who are listening, he just hugged me and kissed my shoulder. And it was very sweet. Uh, but in this part of the segment, or in this part of the show, what? Sorry. I just, I hugged you and kissed your shoulder and you just gave me a claw grip <laughs> on my I'm, shoulder. I'm, I'm trying to think of what I'm going to no, say next. So I can't multitask it's people. This, I like this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so on this segment, it's would you rather? So I'm just asking Jeff a random ass would you rather question. I love these questions because I think, you know, it can kind of show people's psyche. So like in my business, Maven, which I'm not going to talk about it in every fucking episode, but it's one of the things that I try to ask my clients in every single shoot is a would you rather question because I think it's really interesting. You get to see even, I know a lot of people think it's really stupid when they do it. I think it's fascinating because you really get to learn someone's personality. Not all of it, but enough. You get to learn the person a little bit more. So. Well, yeah, and it's like a philosophical question at its core even if it's yeah very, even if it's silly there is a philosophy to it and also this chair keeps making sounds and i'm like Ugh, this is not me and by chair he means his butt cheeks <laughs> anyway so this week's was you was you rather <laughs> so this week i would like to ask you <laughs> i've been on french tiktok <laughs> so this week i would like to ask you jeffrey jeff for short would you rather forget all your prior memories or never be able to create new ones ever again? Yeesh. Yeah. Would I rather lose all of my memories? We're starting hard. Yeah. Or not be able to create new ones. So essentially, do you treasure your past memories so much or are you okay with just starting fresh from this point? <clears throat> so right now... You would essentially have your memory men in blacked, so just gone. But then, now you'll start to remember everything. So I'll have to tell you who I am, where we live, what we're doing, <laughs> what we're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it already happened. <laughs> wow. So that is difficult mm -hmm. because... That's the point. Yeah. I don't think that dwelling on the past and living in the past is a good thing mm -hmm. and you know this you know that this one is a That's difficult why I one. Asked this one yeah <laughs> that i think moving forward is what's important but <laughs> <laughs> i'll be turning down the volume on that <laughs> sorry <laughs> and everything we've learned and experienced is what makes us who we are. So I almost have a follow-up question to it, which I know there isn't an answer, but... Oh, there is. Okay. Maybe. Would I still be the person I am? Or would my new memories form a new version of me? 
that's so the that's sort of a conundrum there your new memories would for sure form a new you because you wouldn't have the prior knowledge or thoughts from before to really inform you like you'll have your core you in there but what's the core you well that's the thing like you'll have you'll be you you might not even remember how to fucking talk like i don't know because yeah all your prior memories um that's a good quandary Should so you would be a totally different skills maybe we keep like uh yeah fundamentals you, but like memories of like when we met or when we just were in vegas or whatever gone but we would create new memories together in the future So I would, I think I would caveat it that if I'm still me, like my capabilities, like I'm not starting from basically an infant. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm starting from who I am. Yeah, you but, just look at me like, eh. <laughs> And I'm not, I'm not learning how to speak and walk and run and jump and yeah, all the like most important you, things, running and jumping. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like you have, like you can still run your business and everything, but it's like the like memories with your parents growing up or memories with your friends or now your best friend mm -hmm. or all those different things. So it would be difficult. But for me, I, I think as long as I'm starting from my baseline mm -hmm. and I'm making new memories, I think I'd have to go with the new memories path. Interesting. What do you think for you? I think now talking through it, I honestly, I didn't even think about my answer. Uh, I think talking through it, I also talked myself into making the new memories because I feel like I could just kind of get rid of all the old ones or have people tell me stories of things or like their memories. And then I can add it to my memory bank. And there are, there are photos and videos and exactly. things that you can reflect on. Yeah, there's documentation and first-person accounts of different things that I've been involved in or whatever that I can get from other people. But I would rather, same, like, which is funny, and it's perfect because he is very much futurist, uh, computer scientist, like, always focused on... <laughs> he's doing silly things if you're listening to this <laughs> with his face. But he's very focused on the future and, like, the now and mostly just the now. Uh, but I am focused on the past because historianship and all that wonderful, fun stuff. So I'm very, I'm always focused in the past. Sorry, I thought you said historian shit. So that's why I, I chuckle. <laughs> historian shit. <laughs> I should make that into a sticker. Uh, so it's always funny when we talk about these certain things because we come at it from such different perspectives. But a lot of times we actually end up at the same point, but just very different ways that we get there. Uh, so anyway, I think I would prefer to, yeah, be able to make new memories because if you can't, then... I mean, presumably, hopefully, I will live for at least another 30 years, if not more. So I couldn't imagine just going forward and not making any more memories because that just feels really bleak. I almost feel like, yeah, I could kind of do away with the rest of it because then, too, I get to, like, learn people again for the first time, which maybe if you have a grudge with somebody, you can just kind of, like, and then just, like, start fresh or I don't know. I mean, I don't think I have, well, whatever, we're not going to get into that, but, uh, yeah, I think I would rather, I would rather, <laughs> I would much rather be able to create new ones, I think, just personally as yeah, well. Yeah, I think that's important. It's just as long as you have that base. Mm -hmm. Because if we, say we both lost everything, mm -hmm. we wouldn't be the same people. Like if we were both just no memories and completely different people, 
then that changes the future memories as well. Yeah. So like, I want to be on this path with you. And but like, like truly, I mean, I know it's like serious for this, but like, I truly want to be on this path. So make me cry on my own show. (laughs) As long as I'm not going to lose that. Oh yeah. Then I would go. Yeah, as long as we will be the same people, Mm -hmm. then yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think as long as one, as long as we both don't lose all of our memories, (laughs) it's like fuck are you and where am i (laughs) then we could just it would be like 50 first dates where we could just Uh have like a whole video compilation of like okay here's what i know from our time together so just fyi okay question Uh uh-oh this is gonna be a long presumably gentlemen 50 first dates continued yes presumably i have thought about that so much so now we're 20 years after that movie or more yeah so now it's 100 first dates (laughs) but oh wait no they got married it's a VHS tape because she wakes up in that time period yeah. and puts the tape in. Does he have to maintain a supply of VHS players and analog TVs yes. and tapes because she won't know what a DVD is, which is already old. Yes. And then she won't know, click on the, click the mouse it's like, what is this? Like, what is a screen? Yeah, like a... if she got this laptop, uh-huh. she'd be like, what the fuck is this? Like, that's weird. Well, I think, think they even that. had a child. So like, well, yeah. she woke up to a kid. And then we get pregnant and be uh-huh. like, what the fuck? Yeah. If you're not too happy with that, which I'd be like, what did you do? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, yeah, those are our answers. Now on to the next segment. <laughs> Does the next song have a food name that you can smell? Uh, it's... Tropicalia do Norte? So, yes. I don't know. No. Anyway, (laughs) time for the next segment. (laughs) I'll get better with these transitions. I really like that one. I feel like I would just listen to that while cooking or something. Mm Mm-hmm. So our next segment is what the fuck is this? So this is going to be a new segment where I ask Jeff, what the fuck is this? I'm going to show him an image. Oh, no. On my, so this is a what new, have I done? This is a new segment. So I'm showing Jeff something odd from history and he has to figure out what the fuck is this? I mean, that's better than a photo of like a turd in the corner of the bathroom. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and you're like, I'm so sorry. I didn't think you'd see it. I thought I'd wake up before you. So don't look at my computer screen yet because okay. I need to pull it up. I am showing Jeff this on my laptop. Okay. So if you're watching this, it's up here so you can see what it is uh, and you can see what Jeff is seeing. And if you're listening to this, we'll just paint you a little word picture. So Jeff, what do you see right now? Intensils. No. Oh, shit. I just... <laughs> hold on. Don't That's all good. I'm not looking at anything else. Okay. okay. So what we're looking at is... I don't know if the word is a brooch, but it looks sort of like a, a pin at the top, like a metal pin that you would wear. It, <laughs> except... Also, whenever you say metal, if you just do the metal horns, it's... Uh, Makes everything much more fun. So I do that all the time. <laughs> um, metal horns. I don't even know. You'd... You put your first finger and your pinky up. You do this. Metal. Metal. <laughs> um, okay, so it is like a metal brooch looking thing that you would maybe wear on your shirt with long 
chains. Like we're talking chains that are eight, nine inches long, six inches, whatever. I don't know how long it is. That makes me think of the joke where it's like, ask a woman what's I know, right? six That's, inches and ask a anyway, man what's six inches. I don't know how big it is. On the screen, it's smaller than my hand. So we'll say that. <laughs> that is true. You don't have a good sense of scale, but yeah. you're doing a good job. Um, but it is different types of chains, what presumably are chains with what seems like a charm at the bottom. And this is me going down a path of this is uh, jewelry, but jewelry for, it almost looks like something is representing a paintbrush, but it's clearly not a paintbrush. It looks like there's a whistle. It looks like there's a, a needly kind of thing and a mace, the top of a mace. <laughs> so my guess is a brooch that makes no sense. Is that your final answer? I don't want it to be because I know it's not, but I don't really have a better reason or better what for what this could be. Okay, cool. So that's a yes. So what you just saw, my dear Jeffrey, sorry, I keep calling you Jeffrey. I know you hate it. So this is called a Chatelaine and you were basically exactly correct. So that's what it is. It's Uh, way bigger than it looked. So there are varying different sizes. This is a decorative belt hook or clasp. Um, I'm just going to tell you very briefly what it is and a little bit of the history. Uh, So it was worn at the waist. Uh, It could also be worn like on a lapel or not a lapel, but like on your chest or something like that. And it has a series of chains suspended from it. So you were correct. (laughs) Good job. Your eyes did not (laughs) deceive you. And suspended from it would be a variety of different everyday kind of helpful things. So this I'd actually had no idea that it's ancient. Uh, So like ancient Roman women would wear it and they'd have like a lot of different hygienic sort of things like tweezers hanging from it and like various different things. Uh, There's also like the ear scoop, which is how you'd clean out wax. Uh, It's just like a little spoon and you clean out your earwax. It's really cute. Uh, And also to make your matcha. Yes, exactly. Yeah, matcha and earwax. That was like ancient Roman. That's how they got shit done. Uh, So on this though... So started in ancient times, uh, various different cultures and societies had these, which is really interesting. Then uh, the one that I'm showing you right now is from the Victorian period. So here is like a little mirror hanging from it, um, some eyeglasses, a thimble, a whistle, a watch, uh, just various different things that you would need every day. So let's see. So I actually, I just wanted to compare it to something more current yes it's essentially a swiss army knife that's exactly what i thought you would say first okay yeah it's like the same concept Uh of a bunch of little tools even though these are enormous like they're small tools but this piece is this piece goes from her hip to probably her knee yeah and that long it can change in size as well Mm -hmm. so that one's like a little less big but it's still pretty sizable uh so In the 19th century, though, these were actually a show of wealth and kind of like display for the main woman of the house. Hmm. So the woman of the house would often wear this and have keys attached to them. So they would be in charge of the pantry, uh, chests that had like priceless items in them. So like anything that had a lock on it, the woman would hold the key. So she would be literally the head of the household. So then like cooks, delivery people, uh, servants, they would have to go to the woman to get the key for whatever. 
uh and then also she had like yeah like a whistle good eye because that was there actually really was a, thing. a whistle wow. yeah so uh yeah so she would just be the the point of contact with this entire thing so these are i would assume very heavy because they are all metal it looks like uh so yeah <laughs> that's her we do that literally all the time. Uh, so yes, you—that is a Shadowin. So actually, great job. You identified it okay properly. That. Yeah. So that is interesting because it is like a Swiss Army knife or whatever. There might be a term beyond Swiss Army knife. I think that's a brand now. But yeah, utility knife or whatever. Yeah, something. But yeah, they'll have like a, a toothpick and tweezers. Or uh-huh. I have the one that I got back when I worked a job, so mm-hmm. a long, long time ago. But it was yeah. all computer things. So like yeah, so torques, uh-huh. <laughs> like torques, bits, and different things that you only need in computer but uh-huh. yeah that's interesting and i like also the dungeon master vibe of you have like instead of a key ring you are wearing the keys and it's like well that's who we need uh-huh i really like it mm-hmm. bring it back <laughs> <laughs> whoa my mic's going whoa all right so that was <laughs> that segment i guess i don't need to announce it i can just play the music on to the next <laughs> I like having a sip of my... Uh, Mojito? Yeah, my... <laughs> what is it? What are these? Uh, why am I blanking? Kavita? Probiotic? Or prebiotic? Uh, kefir. Water we'll kefir. <laughs> Mojito. Every time you play the music. Mm-hmm. But this time I talked about it, so I didn't drink it during the music. There you go. He got to... <laughs> drink it while listening (laughs) so the next segment that i want to do is called big questions (laughs) i'm very great with naming aren't i so i mean it makes sense to me good well this past week we watched a really fascinating documentary on netflix called a trip to infinity and (laughs) jeff's face says it all (laughs) it's very good do you want to describe it no, you go for it. Okay. Well, I was hoping you would want to. So oh, okay. I can't. This, no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I mean, basically the whole premise of it is just uh, mathematicians, experts, uh, physicists, all these various really brilliant people. All these various cysts. I was going to say, but that's not really. <laughs> these brilliant people talking about the concept of infinity. And I had never. So first, I guess I want to ask, had you ever thought of infinity before watching this documentary? Uh, did he say the title too? A Trip to Infinity? I yes. think that's what it was called on Netflix. Very good. Highly recommended, but very heady. So I've, really good. I've thought about, I think about weird things. That's why he likes me. <laughs> so I've definitely thought about infinity, especially because like math and science and computer stuff mm-hmm. is everything I did and do. So there's a lot that I think about, but because also as like, like programming and stuff, mm-hmm. infinity does play a role. So like I've thought about infinity, but it's also so unknowable that it's mind bending, which I love. I love mind bending things, but I haven't thought about it in the ways they presented it in the documentary, mm-hmm. which is, which is a sign of, to me, a great documentary because it. <laughs> It makes me expand my mind. Mm -hmm. To infinity and beyond. (laughs) Thanks, Buzz. (laughs) Yeah, they should have put that in there. What the hell? 
So I think I know the answer, but how many times a day did you think about infinity before watching that? Literally none. Like I had never thought about the concept of infinity ever. Like it's something that, you know, exists or does it. That's something that they talk about in the documentary. And it's, it's really fascinating. Like I, I want to explain it, but I don't want to ruin anything because as they kept going, it just like unpeeled like a little onion. And it was really, really fascinating. Well, and you have to want to watch it. Like we would never recommend, like this isn't a, an assignment to like, you must watch this, but if you're interested, it's going to hook you Mm -hmm. and, like when I we told... kept pausing it and having uh-huh. these really heady discussions about various different things that they talked about, and it was really good. And I then was like, "Well, now I'm down this rabbit hole, and I want to learn more." Because then they start talking about space uh, and like like outer space, not just our physical proximity to each other, but just literally outer space and how the galaxy is seemingly infinite, but then it also might not be. It might actually be curved. It was it's not like an earth is flat kind of thing. It's very, well, no, but just the concept of, uh, space time and how it, how there can be a curvature to say a galaxy. So just like on earth, if you start walking one direction, if you don't, in theory, if you could walk all the way around the earth, you would think it's infinite because you can walk forever. So in theory, yeah, there you go. The galaxy <laughs> could do the same thing because space-time is bent around gravity. There's all these different things. Mm-hmm. And they don't get so deep into anything that it's impossible to watch. No. But they touch on... They they get sufficiently deep that gives you more questions than answers. Yeah. Which is what it is. I liked that at one point we stopped and you were just like, why do we even need to know about infinity? And not like judgy, but just no, just no. a curiosity. Like, I mean, you could ask, why do we need to know anything? Which I always think is a really valid question. But yeah, why do we need to know that this even exists? If it's something that has perplexed all of these brilliant people throughout history, like, and we can't really know the answer, why do we need to know it then, essentially? Which I think is is valid but i also think it's really interesting to know why this exists because it's just there's kind of no point but that's the point well also if no one is pushing on these questions yeah we're not going to get anywhere because that is the thing we need to be we don't know what we don't know Mm -hmm. which is like such an overused phrase but it is for a reason because we genuinely like you wouldn't know there's so many, th- I don't even, I can't even <laughs> pick anything. Like just every, a computer, a, a phone, a cell phone, all these things like radio waves, like until we knew how to create and harness them, we didn't know that would be feasible. And now it's just like normal. You grab your cell phone and go online. It's like, we're not plugged into anything. Mm-hmm. But then also to plug into something at one point was novel. Like just everything is just infinitely deep as they say. (laughs) But one of the things, I just wanted to give a representation of how mind-blowing it is. Just one specific thing. One plus one equals two, or one plus two equals three, okay? So you can know that that's true. But what does infinity plus one equal? Infinity plus one... That broke my brain. Infinity plus one equals infinity. You can add infinity. You can add to infinity, but it's still infinity. But then when you actually do the algebra of that equation, infinity plus one equals infinity. 
it works out to be one equals zero, which is impossible, which is how we see infinite. Like we can math the universe and all these things, but as soon as you get to infinity, everything breaks. And that's what's so wild because infinity fits in our system, but our system can't work with it. Like it's, it's just, I don't even know how to say that. It's just weird. It's very weird. And when they started talking about the, oh, I just totally lost it, but it was with the numbers. I genuinely don't remember what it was, but, but yeah, just anyway, the summation and uh, math of infinity is just mind blowing. It's very mind bending. Also the uh, mathematician on there was so cute. I loved him. He was, uh, he had the, the adage, I guess of the hotel infinity hotel that also was a great representation of how infinity works and just the the mechanics of it um because at one part he's talking about infinity plus infinity and that's how it got into the whole infinity plus one is one but equals zero and it just doesn't make any fucking sense uh but he's talking about how at the infinity hotel there are infinite rooms and there are infinite guests that are staying in these rooms while a busload of infinity infinite more people come to check in to the infinity hotel and then the person at the front desk the manager is like okay no problem so then it's like, well, where do you put everybody? Because they can't just keep walking for infinity to get to their rooms because all the rooms are already taken. Yeah, like the there is no end to infinity. So you can't, even if one person shows up, you can't add them to the last, put them in the last room because there's no so last. What do you do? You have everybody move into the room that is twice their room. So if they're in room one, they move to room two, room two to room four, and so on and so forth. And I thought that was absolutely fascinating because then what you get are the odd numbers that are left open. So then the infinite bus of people fit into those odd numbers. And then I like when he's just like, yeah, so it really sucks for the one millionth person who has to go to room two million. (laughs) It was really fascinating. Uh I thought it was really great. So I guess this is also a recommendation. (laughs) Well, yeah, definitely recommend it if you want a heady kind of like, wow, you're going to leave it with more answers, but I think that's a good thing. More answers? Or more questions than answers. Like, yeah, screw those <laughs> answers. But yeah, you're going to leave that with more questions than answers. But I think that's but huge. Yeah, I think that's important for everything. I think it's actually more valuable valuable to leave things with questions in general than answers. If you have all the answers, then it, it doesn't make you want to look up more. Like immediately after that, after our discussions too, I was like, well, now I want to learn more about this. And this brings up another recommendation, the book Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. I loved that book. I'm so not, typically when I read stuff, I don't really read sci-fi. Like, I don't even know. Or fiction. You don't read fiction. I don't read fiction, really. I don't read sci-fi as much. Uh, It's just, it's not what I gravitate toward. Obviously, I like history and things like that. Uh, So that's, or like nonfiction is mostly what I go for, which I know is the same with you. But Jeff is always finding these little nuggets of books and they're really good. And Dark Matter was one that we read together, uh, like separately, but together, but we could talk about it, even though I would finish, I finish books very quickly because I just read very fast. Um, He likes to take his time with the books, which is really great. And so anyway, so we wrote this, wrote, (laughs) we wrote this book. We've read this book. Our first novella. (laughs) (laughs) We read this book and it was very fascinating because it's also 
sorry, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but in the trip to infinity documentary that we were just talking about, they start talking about parallel universes and uh, different timelines and things like that. And this and is also not in a sci-fi. Uh, no, it's very like, fact-based. Yeah, this is just this is more the mathematics and physics of potential yes. multiverse or wormholes and things like that. Yeah, and most people were saying like, well, yeah, it kind of has to exist in a way. Like whether or not it actually does, there have to be. Well, just watch the fucking thing. It's really interesting. But anyway, in the book, Dark Matter by Blake Crouch, he talks about this exact thing. And I know that there are other books, blah, 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 but this is the only one I read. And that was so fascinating where I was like, well, now I want to know everything about this, even though it's not even like remotely what I typically learn. It's really interesting because mm -hmm. thinking right now, we're in a parallel universe doing a very different podcast or living a very different life. Uh, and little do you know. Amazing. We actually walked through a parallel universe at one point. Mm -hmm. We did. It was so weird. We went on a walk around our neighborhood one day and it was like, it was hot. It was like 80 degrees and we were like in shorts, shirts. I just realized clothes. how, how just like out there that sentence is already. I'm like, but this is real. Dude. But it's <laughs> real. Listen to us. But it was seriously like we were walking and there was no reason, like, we live in, like, a, a just regular neighborhood. So it's not like there was, like, a shop that had, like, a cold burst or anything. We were literally just walking down the street. And we had, mind you, just walked from the opposite direction. Totally normal. We walk back. And there's this weird jettison of cold air all like of a, a sudden. cross breeze. Out of nowhere. And then that was shortly before COVID. So we were always joking, like it was right before, it was was right it before that. Hmm. It was literally right before that. And I remember that because then it was like, we just went into a parallel universe where everything's just falling apart and sucks. But it, it was, was just so interesting weird. because like you mentioned, it was like 80 degrees and then it, and it immediately was like a 40 was degree 60. wind. It was so weird. But like the actual, like check the temperature, it had dropped check 20 degrees. No, no, no. But like actually like on the phone, like it uh -huh. actually dropped. Oh yeah. He literally checked it. Yeah, it was just immediate, and it was very so it was, weird. It was very interesting. So it's but then like no storm or anything. Like it was literally just like eighty, sixty. It was so, very weird. So it's just fun to think. Like we started talked about that. Like the other version of us who is still in that. Mm -hmm. uh, like obviously, it's not that we think we actually moved through to a parallel universe, but the theory of it is an interesting thought experiment. Well, and then I was thinking of this Stephen King novel. I forget what it's called. But it's, uh, I mean, he does, he deals with this idea a lot where you just get trapped in this infinite <laughs> loop, ah, infinity, uh -huh. and you can't break it. So I, I forget the name of it, but it's essentially just this uh, family driving down the road and they should have reached, reached their destination by now, but they're just in this car and they're just trapped there forever, just on this road. And then they have to, break it off and i think that's also a theme in a couple other whatever and that vivarium or something that movie was similar oh yeah Ugh, i hated it yeah. but that it freaks me out so much that that is like a thing that can happen so i don't know i guess i'm glad we're okay Ooh, what if we were in a totally different universe and it was so much better but we have no idea no recollection because we passed through this other one and now just like my memories thing that I asked earlier, mm -hmm. we now have false memories that are like, well, no, we've just lived like this forever. I think about that way too often where it's like, am I actually 
are these actually my real memories or is this just something that's been planted in my, not getting conspiratorial, but oh, no, just like, simulation theory too. Like, yeah. are we living in a simulation? I find it fascinating. On a long enough timeline, we would presume that we must be mm-hmm. because for there not to be a simulation that is identical to reality. <laughs> yeah. We're going to start uh, releasing some of our inside things. Yeah. That's an inside joke. <laughs> um, now, you know, <laughs> But yeah, it's all, I don't know, it's all fascinating. Anyway, this is, uh, we could keep talking about this for infinity. But yes, I just thought that would be an interesting thing. Uh, If you have any big questions that you'd like for us to solve or talk about, yeah, we solved the big question today. What is infinity? Yeah, it's a sideways eight. Got it. Okay. Okay, next. (laughs) Uh, But let us know in the comments and we might read them. Probably if you not, have any, some uh, of the comments are very aggressive. <laughs> but any recommendations as well? Yes. Always looking for great documentaries. We've watched a lot. I've watched a lot, a lot. I've watched a lot, a lot. So um, his are again more different, gooder, more gooder, more different than mine. <laughs> I always like the historical documentaries, but I also really like the like, what is this? Like, what is that? Ah, what is that? <laughs> Anywho. What are you looking at? <laughs> Tickles! <laughs> so, our final part of this show today, possibly in the future, oh, this is a long one, uh, is recommendations. And we both listen to a podcast, JRVP. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. We <laughs> listen to JRVP. JRVP. We got to both say. Oh. It. <laughs> JRVP. JRVP. Junior Vice President. <laughs> Why are you I doing s- it like I said it. What like, is his name? Uh, I don't know. I was going to say Alex, but that's not it. Oh my god, Aaron? I listen to Eric, Aaron. Is it Aaron? Aaron? Oh, we got to do it like Erica. Junior Vice President. I there can't do it as sexy as Erica. <laughs> anyway, there's a podcast that we listen to, and I totally forget. Oh, Recommendation Station is Recommendation what they do. Station. And I've been trying so hard not to say that because it's just, it's so great. Anyway, uh, just recommendations, I guess. Besides the Trip to Infinity documentary, uh, recommend us something, oh, God. Jeff. <laughs> you or do you want start? me to start? Um, so I am reading a few books right now, Nerd. which is not normal for me to have multiple books going, but there've been, I mentioned the million dollar consultant. You sniffing too in your <laughs> mic? Sorry. Why are our noses <laughs> soundy in the microphone? But anyway, the million dollar consultant is interesting. It's That's not my recommendation though. <gasps> my recommendation is Bo Jackson, The Last Folk Hero. I thought you were just going to say Bo Jackson, the person. I was like, that's cool. So it's a new-ish, I think it's only a is couple a months book? old. It's a book. Okay. Um, well, I could recommend the 30 for 30. That is that a book? is a mini documentary, an ESPN 30-minute hmm. documentary on 30 topics. It's a whole series. But the Bo Jackson 30 for 30 is so good. It's it definitely speaks to me differently because I grew up watching Bo Jackson and Michael Jordan and everyone like in like the nineties, eighties, nineties, but mostly nineties. Um, so it is different. But Bo Jackson, I like with the 
the documentary series is so good and it shows you why people fell for him and just how he was so much better than everyone like we all want to be the best but he was someone at a time when michael jordan was the superstar who came in and superseded michael jordan in talent and skill in all of the media like he was this it was bo knows the whole premise of all of the commercials was that bo jackson can do anything better than anyone and that was the entire thing I think we would have such a different. Should we have him on the podcast? Oh, that'd be amazing. I would <laughs> that actually love would be really cool. Him. He does Bo Bikes Bama, and I actually considered doing that. It's like to raise money for uh, in Alabama, but like um, I've, I've thought about doing that just to be like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Writing next to him. Hello. But anyway, he, Michael Jordan, like you think of sort of the, the Michael Jordan of, and I have no question in my mind that if he didn't, have such drive and determination, Bo Jackson, that when he was being tackled, he played football and baseball, top of the game in both sports. If he was tackled once and was so driven to always succeed that he ended up breaking his own leg when someone was holding it, like his strength was unmatched. But if that didn't happen and change the entire tra- trajectory, I think we would say like the Bo Jackson of this, the Bo Jackson of that, but his story just ended. He got injured. He came back and played baseball. But but the book to all roundabout, I recommend the 30 for 30 so highly. Oh, no. <laughs> but the book is talking about folk heroes and how we don't have another like Bo Jackson because he was at a time when we didn't all have cell phones. We didn't all have everything recorded immediately and disseminated. So the stories of things that he did are all different. They are, everyone who tells a story about Bo Jackson tells a story that is so unbelievable. And you mean each account varies from each account. Each account varies, but it's also, they're all unbelievable. That he has this larger than life persona that is real it's a hundred percent real and a hundred percent fabricated in everyone's mind it's both so it's very fascinating i'm not too far in the book (laughs) i'm not too far in the book yet but i definitely recommend diving into bo jackson in general probably the 30 for 30 is a great place to start and the thing that i always remember and the one thing i ever showed you of bo jackson is him running in the outfield playing outfield on the royals and there is a ball that is about to go over the fence for a home run. He runs up the wall. He's He was running on the ground, and then he was running perpendicular to the ground, caught the ball, ran down, and threw it in. And I have never, to that point and since, ever seen anyone do anything like that before. And he's a big guy. <laughs> like, he's huge. And also, in the 30 for 30, you learn somehow... He he had to have an entire gym in his house that was covered in cobwebs and dust because everyone thought he would be taking steroids and doing things to be as enormous and like, not enormous, but just so big and strong. But he wasn't a guy to work out, mm-hmm. which is also part of the folk so story. Wait, what was the name of the book? The book is Bo Jackson, The Last Folk Hero, I think. Okay. I believe that's, cool. or maybe Last American Folk Hero, something like that. But yeah. Neat. 
So lots of recommendation for Bo Jackson. Yes, I can tell. <laughs> Inspiration. So He's very inspiring. But. My recommendation is Broad Strokes. Uh, it's a very different book. It's 15 Women Who Made Art and Made History in That Order by Bridget Quinn. Uh, it's a decent book. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me recommend no, this book to you. It's a good book. <laughs> it's, uh, there were actually a couple female artists uh, that I'd never even heard of before. I'm not totally finished with the book yet, but there were a couple different artists in there that I'd honestly never even heard of before. And it's really interesting. Uh, it's just very quick little excerpts about each artist that, you know, a lot of it because they are female artists in this book. It, that's why it's called broad strokes. Uh, ha, ha, ha. I do like that name. I love it. I thought it was really very smart. Uh, but because they're female artists, not alone is known about them. So I would like more, information about the artist which is what I said to him when I was talking about the book before like before this podcast but then uh I was like well yeah I would like more information but so would every other fucking person who's reading this but it just doesn't exist so that's for hopefully future scholars to figure out uh but it's a really good book it's very easy to read uh the the author is like she does a fabulous job making it actually like palatable for people and to want to actually read it um and just enough of like her personal stuff in there to make it like interesting. I don't know. It says Broad Strokes by Bridget Quinn. So uh, that's it for the show. Uh, oop, fuck. Oh, shit. Hold on. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. So that'll do it for this episode of Bayamara. Like I said, I think we'll probably get back to our regularly scheduled programming next week but if not then you might see jeff back <laughs> he's playing his microphone if you don't know what i'm talking about go watch the video uh but anyway thank you so much for being my special guest this week jeff yeah, thank you for having me oh thank you for being here and thank you for living here so then i could just be like hey get in here <laughs> uh and that'll do it for this episode uh i'm amari andrew and never stop creating and i'm jeff saris 